welcome back everybody to another edition of Camera Ready. And um, it's been another uh, exciting week, of course, dealing with some unprecedented times. But I think today you'll enjoy my uh, dear friend and also uh, fellow uh, lover of fashion, Angela Keller, who's been a, a great friend of mine for, gosh, probably like 15 years if you think about that today and uh, has been in fashion PR for several decades, um, is a, a fashion contributor for one of the uh, TV stations here in the Valley and also has a, um, a blog and um, it's a social media influencer with Mom Style Lab. So I'm excited to have Angela join me today virtually. We're getting so much better at this, oh, Angela. Oh, we are. We are. I just... <laughs> You're my third virtual guest, so uh, when the intent is when I started on this journey was to like get together with people and sit down and, and have these nice little wine chats or coffee kind of talks, but COVID has proven to uh, linger around for much yeah. longer, so we, we aren't doing that, but we're still finding a way to uh, to chat, so welcome, and thank you for oh, being well, here. Oh, thank you for having me on. This is exciting. It's fun to talk it's in this kind of a venue, and um, it's, it's good to just keep our yeah. skills up, right? We're getting used to not talking it to is. people. And, well, it is. And it's like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, gosh, I haven't talked to that person right. for a while. Oh, wow. This is what has happened. And, um, you know, it's it'll be fun for us to catch up and kind of uh, I'd love so much of, of your intake and, and um, your your advice and insight on how things have, uh, you know, how you feel things are going in, in the fashion world. Um, I'm sure you've been covering, you know, a lot of that, reading a lot of that. But um, how has life in, in quarantine and COVID been for you? Well, we're... What have you been up to? You know, to? <laughs> we've been hanging tight to home like a lot of people and all is going well. Um, just kind of getting used to the new normal. And i just trying to start to get back into work a little bit more in the last few months. The first couple months, I don't know about you, but I felt really shell-shocked a little bit. And I thought it was sure. going to be sort of a temporary thing and we'd hunker down for a while and, and move on. But uh, it's not looking like that right. as the kids are starting school. I know Lily started here yes. virtually. Yes, absolutely. We're doing virtual schooling and um, it's been a really interesting um you know, kind of transition for people that we're starting to talk to again in, in our right. world, in fashion, um, and in retail and seeing what's happening, um, you know, with friends of ours, mutual friends, um, you know, the way that the, the whole, uh, landscape is looking and, you know, part of my insight in wanting to do this podcast when I had dreamt about it a year or so ago was, you know, to give people um, a little bit of an insight on what's going on in, in our industry, um, kind of on a on a, a weekly basis, and really looking at people from from all aspects of the industry. And um, you know, I've been reading; it's kind of been uh, interesting, but reading Women's Wear Daily um, every every day. And in the beginning, it was. Um, I was kind of like, oh, I can't wait to see what Women's Wear Daily says about this or what they say about that or what's happening in the, you know, fashion world today. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I don't want to look at this today. <laughs> oh, somebody else is filing bankruptcy. Oh, somebody else is downsizing. Oh, somebody else is pulling out of brick and mortar. And it kind of became this, um, it was a little bit depressing, yeah. right? And so... Um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's today, it's kind of going to be in my mind, survival of the fittest yeah. and uh, how we're, how we're all getting back into this new normal. No, you're right. And, you know, my take on it also is the people that are filing bankruptcy and struggling, I think they were already struggling to begin yes, with. Absolutely. Okay. So we've been mm-hmm. seeing a giant shift in our industry over the last decade to moving online. And a lot of people are sort of, you know, going kicking and screaming into the online world. And this is one of those things where it just said, uh, no, you're going to go online. I mean, Amazon has about 40% of the online retail sales. They are just dominating. Um, you, the, the businesses, like you've, you see these small boutiques like Riff Raff and Pink Lily and, and some of those that have a bang up online business. So I think there's a hybrid there too, as we shift into this, mm-hmm. but you've got people like Lord and Taylor and so on. They rely so heavily on their brick and mortar and they haven't embraced the online world and they need to do both for now and then right. shift Absolutely. it into online. Cause I, over time, it's going to be all about online and providing that virtual experience. And this pandemic has just accelerated that whole effort. And quickly, yeah. because, you know, you thought about that and, and, you know, the the key term today is like, how are you pivoting? Right. And we've seen that in our industry where, you know, our job is um, we work with people. Right. We're selling people's, you know, looks and their skill sets and all of those things. And people don't want people right now. And it's a very interesting time to be in. And how do you evolve with, um, you know, our world is seeing all the COVID policies going into effect and all the things that, um, you know, from the sanitation to the safety precautions to the limited amount of people on set and really all of that, which is translating into the real world today when you're out shopping or wherever it may be. Um, But it's definitely, um, it's going to be a really interesting shift to see how people continue to evolve and make it through this, you know, and and people Um, still are going to be needing to produce virtual shows mm -hmm. and people still need to do ads online. And I mean, it's like a whole Mm -hmm. new approach. And so, like you say, if you can think out of the box and pivot as a business, you're going to be okay. Right. Um, If you're resistant to change and trying to hold on to the old ways, it's not going to work. I mean, change is inevitable. It always happens. And generally, you have a little more time to strategize and adjust and plan. And this is just an accelerated thing. So, you know, um, my world before I started in fashion PR, as you know, was high tech. Yeah. So sure. um, yeah. now more than ever, you're seeing this marriage of tech and fashion that is right. it's not going anywhere. I mean, it's critical. And so Mm -hmm. you have your creatives and your designers and they need to be partnering with the tech people and figuring out the best way to deliver an experience, whether it be shopping or a dynamic virtual fashion show or whatever it is, um, to do it in a Mm -hmm. way that's ultimately going to result in sales and people feeling inspired and that sort of thing. Yeah, and absolutely. And and like you said, sales. And um, I think there's so many options for people today is like, how do you recapture 
your client? How do you, you know, work with them as they're going through all of these changes within their companies as well? You know, and we've seen that like, okay, here's what we're having to do, or here's what our budget is, or here's our new protocol, or, I mean, the list could go on and on. And I think that it is about, um, it's about, you know, working with people right. too, because everyone is trying to, you know, work around this and kind of find their their way through and out of this. Um, sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, it is really important, um, like you said, the tech part of it too. So you started in, uh, you started in tech right. PR. Right. And what drew you to the lovely world of fashion? <laughs> well, I, I've always loved fashion from the time I was a kid and grew up pouring over magazines and uh, wanted to go into advertising initially just because I was fascinated by the beauty of the ads and the creation and that creative aspect married with the business. Um, So I majored in advertising Mm -hmm. and then transitioned into PR because I found that was more where I wanted to be just the variety of it all. Cause I love, because I love to write, I love to design, I love to create. And there's a lot of different um, things that you do when you're in the PR world. So fashion was my first love. I graduated in the tech boom era and uh, started out in high tech. And that's where all the jobs and the money was at the time. And so I was in that for about 15 years and I mainly focused on consumer high tech. So working for Microsoft and um, one of Paul Allen's companies that eventually sold uh, to Disney. And so reaching consumers and, and delivering a tech experience and, and that message for those clients. So um, eventually, I made the decision to go on my own and start my own PR firm and focus on fashion because that's what I really wanted to do. There you go. Yeah. And that's when I, <laughs> She's and that's like, when and I met I you. <laughs> Not too long after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting. Um, and, you know, through your career is the time that, that we've known each other. I mean, doing the, the fashion PR, obviously um, doing some, you know, contributing to some of the, the morning TV shows with showing, you know, the latest trends in fashion um, and also with, you know, the blog and, and your Instagram account and all of that really um, encompassing everything that kind of has to do with fashion, right. you know, right. which has been, which is kind of married all three of those, right? Kind of doing the PR, having still a media on-air presence, right. if you will, um, and, you know, joining in the lovely world of Instagram. So um, part of that is um, I like to change what I'm doing periodically. So it's sort of an evolution. Um, well, maybe I'm doing PR, maybe I want to evolve a little bit more in the area of TV, so I add that on and then sure. I can move around and focus on different areas as they see fit and they all complement each other. And the TV thing complements mm-hmm. the PR because then I'm able to um, create a different kind of media relationship. So when I have a PR effort I'm working on, I have an inside uh, relationship with all these different people as well. Yeah. So, um, so they all kind of complement each other. And then I find that different points in my life, I like to focus on one thing over the other too. So hmm Well, that's yeah, fine. It's yeah. interesting. I Keep like it that. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, things I've been thinking about, and it's just me personally, where I'm coming to my office, I kind of have my own little private office. I'm in here. I 
as you know, have small children, like to kind of have my own time to figure out what the heck's going on and try to keep keep our business going. Um, but what I've found in these last several months um, pertaining to fashion and personally to me um, in these times is how I feel at oh, dressing. Yes, and it is completely it's completely shifted in these last few months. And I'm not, um, I want to be, you know, comfortable. I want to still be stylish, but like comfort is my number one. Yes. (laughs) Like fully number one and functional. And I'm not like, you know, traipsing around with my high heels on and like, you know, I'm like, that that isn't good. I want to have a nice, uh, you know. And so what I'm seeing is like, what is this evolution? What what is fashion going to look like coming out of this? Um, It's going to be different. In kind of that COVID evolution of what people, a people, a lot of people are not necessarily going back to a workplace, a formal workplace. They're still working in their homes. And, you know, we've all seen the, the, um, the pictures of people who are, they've got their suit and tie on and then they're in their boxers or they're in their jama pants or whatever. But it'll be really interesting in my mind to see what that fashion looks like. Let's just hypothetically say this fall, but really more so in the spring. Of how people are, you know, changing their spending yes. and what people are gravitating more towards. Yeah, I think there's a couple different things that we're going to be seeing. I mean, we've been seeing a shift to sustainability um, in recent years. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to continue. I, I think just a lot of yeah. people are going to be um, watching their budgets more carefully because they're concerned about the world and what's happening and what's going to happen to their savings if say the pandemic all of a sudden has a resurgence, you're going to have a lot of concerns about that. So sustainability is going to be big. I think we're going to have less focus on spending lots of money on designer fashion. Um, It'll be more of an investment piece here and there. Um, I've noticed already the prices going up on designer brands. Uh And so it's going to... A lot of that luxury. So, I mean, it's going to price some people that maybe were buying it prior out of it. Um, so the, and so why, what would be the, what would be the thinking for, for let's just say Fendi to raise their rates or Louis Vuitton or whatever, what would be the thinking just for the general public to wrap their mind around? Why would you raise your rate? Well, I, why would you raise your, why would you, yeah, why would you raise it? Well, I yeah. think that they're just targeting a different demographic. You know, they're targeting people yeah. that are not impacted that much by this. Sure. Um, pandemic, right? Yep. And so they, they're yep. going to be focusing on the um, upper class, um, wealthy demographic, and it's going to leave out sure. the people that were maybe kind of, it was, they were spending a lot to put that out for that handbag. And then by pricing it up another $500,000, they're going to be like, eh, forget right. it, you know, kind of a thing. But that's where sustainability right. comes in. I think the resale sure. luxury market is going to just continue to grow because people are then going to turn to that. So instead of buying directly from Fendi, you go and you turn and right. and buy it from one of the resale, like uh, the Real Real sure. or something like that. It's yep. a great way to still get luxury. Sure. Um, but uh-huh. and sustainability has been a trend now for quite a while, and it's just going to continue to be a big deal. I think people are also going to be looking at where their things are coming from. I think more than ever. Absolutely. You know, just a hundred percent. Is that made in America? You know, I mean, it's uh-huh. just, I, I think that's going to continue. That's going to be a bigger deal now. Um, mm-hmm. athleisure, it's already been a big market. Mm-hmm. It's going to just keep exploding. 
And then it's, yeah. I just did a segment today actually on Arizona Midday about work from okay. home style. You know, how do you wear your leggings yeah. <clears throat> and put a right. t-shirt on and then layer it with a jacket for a Zoom call kind of a thing. Sure. So. And so how did you, did you do that virtually? I did. Um, I did do it virtually. Yeah. Okay. So the host is working from her home right now. So we just both called in and uh, did an interview like we normally would. And then mm-hmm. they edited it together and put it up. So. Mm-hmm. And then, so then did you show some like. Uh, some of the fashion ideas and they basically popped it up online and right. or on the TV screen. It, well, okay. so what awesome. I actually did for this particular one, so I did one on face masks and that I was able to just pull images and have them put them up. And sure. then for the work from home style, I actually pulled some of my own things and took photographs of me and them. Were you, yeah, the, model? The, model. Were you the model? See, yeah. we're all pivoting. We're all pivoting because it's a little more difficult now to, I mean, you could, but you'd need time to be able to, right. you know, get the outfits to the models or have the models use their own sure. outfits. It just depends on yep. how the segment is laying out. Um, if you're, if you're representing yeah. one uh, company, it would be a little easier to have them sent directly to a model and then have them do it. But in this particular mm-hmm. case, I didn't have a lot of time. So um, I went ahead and just did that and took pictures myself. Um, but that's another thing I'll be needing to figure out for the future because I'm not going to want to always do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it's it is interesting um, speaking and and obviously you you've been coming from the client side before where you've hired talent for the TV segments or you've hired talent for different different capacities and um, you know we're we're finding that more and more of our clients are. They want to. They want to hire talent. They want to know what it is they have to do or how do they do it or, you know, keeping things very controlled. Um, And we've been able to... We've been able to work through a lot of those things. Like I said, I mean, most of the time it's a, a very much smaller set, you know, um, obviously the the face masks and all of those things. But we've been able to <clears throat> navigate a bit through that. I've been talking to a lot of our colleagues in, you know, in L.A. and New York and some of these other, um, you know, the major markets and how they're, you know, evolving with things like this. And sometimes it's just the photographer and yeah. the talent. And, you know, it's that small or it's one person on set, which is serving as, you know, the wardrobe stylist, kind of the art director, maybe the lighting assistant and the photographer and the model. So um, in that respect, things have completely changed. And I think that they will continue to do so um, as we evolve. But the one thing that I I do keep hearing is, you know, although we've, all tried to do things virtually and in an instance like this for you and me doing something like this this is awesome right I mean this works but we had so many photographers who were um, and clients who were like oh well we'll shoot this you know via FaceTime or we're gonna have the girl or the model self-produce something right and so they're looking for content they're looking for things on their Instagram for you know some sort of keeping themselves relevant and a client I was chatting with last week said that was really great and I think everyone was working together during that but it's still not the same yeah no and as as really being able to you know control that content and being able to put that out there and um I think that that was that was refreshing for me to hear because that that's my business you know but it was just 
you know, seeing that people still want that they want to be able to put out and produce quality quality work, even when you're doing a TV segment. You right. Know, you don't want to have to no. be a model and the spokesperson. Yeah. And the- <laughs> well, I think a lot of it is, too. Right now, it's novel, you know, and so people sure. are willing yep. to accept less than super professional looking content, right? Sure. You know, you're, you're being a little bit um, lax about it at the moment. Flexible. You're being flexible. <laughs> sure. and, it, and it's okay yep. right now, but there's going to come a time where if this continues and we need to continue, which it appears like we may be continuing for a while, Ugh. people are going to be less tolerant of poor quality content. So mm-hmm. like you say, we'll have to come up with new ways of doing it. And in modeling and photo shoots, that's a pretty difficult thing to do online. I mean, absolutely. you know, you can shoot, like you say, you can have a photographer and a model and then maybe you have the stylist do things virtually and pull outfits and have them sent. And then, but everybody's right. going to have to wear a lot of different hats then. You know? Absolutely. And that's really, you know, me talking about that shoot where it's like, you know, the 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 second person on set is has about eight right. hats, you know, at that time. Um, yeah. You and I over the years have been to many fashion shows together, attended, you know, had the privilege of seeing some really great um, designers and whatnot. And um, that's a that's a part of our industry that's in big, big question right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh a virtual fashion week, you know, I mean, all those things that people are kind of throwing around there. Um, obviously, you know, over the last handful of years, we've produced, you know, Scottsdale fashion week here in the Valley. And, um, it's, it's something that as of right now, I mean, those types of things are almost impossible to, to do, to, you know, to control, to, um, safely do it, uh, especially Mm -hmm. this fresh, into, you know, these circumstances. And, um, you know, I think that there are some people we've, we've had uh, clients who say, oh, you know, I want to do some sort of a, a virtual experience and maybe I hire one or two girls and they do it and we video it and I put it on social media or right. we put it on our, you know, um, on our websites and things like that. Uh, and it's, it's definitely changing, um, the landscape for, you know, the events that we've right. all gone to and, and I mean, all of those things. And, and I don't think that there's any part of our industry in fashion that hasn't been touched right. um, by this, you know, by the pandemic. And um, I read something else recently about, um, you know, what what those flagship stores on Fifth Avenue look like in New York today. And so many of them that they've been so, I mean, they've been shut down for months and months, you know, and the thought of having to go back and paying, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a month in rent. I mean, there was just a article in the New York Times saying, you know, something about Victoria's Secret paying, you know, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a month for their rent at their flagship. And it's like, that in in normal times sounds like absolutely horrific but today it's even more like really yeah. okay this is like this was the part of the problem you know right yeah i think we're going to see so much more being done online even those demographics uh, older people and things like that who maybe weren't as comfortable shopping online they've had to shift mm-hmm. they're thinking yeah, as well absolutely and and yeah and and learn how to um learn how to do that and learn how to, um, 
you know, try on. And and I know you're a big proponent of the Nordstrom sale. I always watch what your right. what your um, what your suggested um, you know buys are. And uh, so when you did, you go online? Did you go in store? What did you What did you do? I I went online. I went online this year, okay. and it's sad because. Um, my daughter and I, we, we have a tradition, right, of going shopping every year back to school. Yeah. It's, it's our thing. We, you know, we go for the day, we go to lunch, and a lot of those traditions right. are looking different this year, too. So this year we sat down, she had her hot chocolate, I had my coffee, and we sat there and shopped on the <laughs> So it's, you know, hopefully yeah. that doesn't go on forever because you just, you miss a lot with the in-person experience of things. And, um, right. You know, and, and gosh, I mean, just traveling and going shopping is such a big deal when you travel. It's a big part of it. Right. And so you hate to right. see those things go away. So you, like we talk about Fifth Avenue and stores or which mm-hmm. ones are coming back, which ones are going to feel like they want to pay that much money in rent every month. Um, once sure. we get back to normal with travel, are those things going to be gone? And I can't imagine going to New sure. York and not shopping down Fifth Avenue. So, but. yeah. Well, and, and I think that, you know, um, looking at some of those companies and you probably are maybe more versed on this, some of the smaller companies that have done, you've mentioned a few, but some of the smaller companies that have done a a good job at, you know, focusing their attention to online. I mean, we all know Amazon, I mean, it's like, you know, you see the, the Jeff Bezos number of his like net worth just continuing and continuing. And it's like, okay, this guy is, you know, obviously has the monopoly on things, but I wouldn't say that I was, uh, particularly, I would buy some things that I knew I liked online, but like for me with clothes and the fit, and if I wasn't really sure, maybe I'd buy shoes or I would buy, you know, um, a jacket or things that I knew, but I wasn't buying a lot online and I'm still not really there yet. Um, although we have to, you know, so I've kind of just like not really bought a lot in the most recent um, months. And I think that that's, I, I would agree that I, a lot of people are probably in that same situation. Just like, eh, I don't really need it. And nobody's seeing me anyway. So, you well, know. I think you nailed it there is when you're not going out, you know, we're, we're wearing flats and sneakers, mm-hmm. you know, we're not wearing our right. heels anymore. So, you know, right. to spend a thousand dollars on a pair of Louboutins just doesn't make sense right mm-hmm. now. Right. And, uh, Right. And even handbags. Somebody posted something on Instagram the other day, and I thought it was so funny. Do my handbags think I've died? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. We'll get to a point, though, because we're all going to have to shift and get used to wearing masks and going out because we can't just stay tucked away forever, too. So we'll get to a point where we're yeah. going out, and they'll get things under control and understand the virus better, and things will get back. Although... It will be interesting to see the brick and mortars, which ones are going to make it. Because, again, Mm -hmm. some just aren't going to have the resources to dig that deep, I think. Um, I look at some even local boutiques who some of them have done a really good job of having an online and a brick and mortar store. So those, I think, are doing all right because they'd already really established themselves online and have a good business going. Um, sure. And there are others who just really don't like, I, there's a couple that I like to shop at that do not have much of a website, which is unfortunate because I would still be shopping them. I don't like the idea of having to, you know, go and go pick something up particularly. 
you know? I mean, right. even if even if it's a curbside, mm-hmm. I would rather buy it online and have them ship it to me. Sure. So sure. I think yeah. that those ones that are doing it are doing it well. And then they also are reaching a much bigger audience of people around the U.S. Because then you can market with your Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever, or Facebook. You can market to people in you know, Colorado or Washington or wherever, and they might buy something from your online boutique as well. Right. Absolutely. So you're not just stuck in Scottsdale, right. Arizona or wherever you may, yeah, wherever your, your brick and mortar may be. <clears throat> yeah. Tell us a little bit about Mom Style Lab and the, the idea and um, kind of brainchild creation behind that and how how that's evolved too. Well, so Mom Style Lab, I started it, it's been seven years ago now, believe it or not. And I really started it as a place to post my television segments I was doing and videos and the advice that I was giving and uh, on TV. And then it evolved mm-hmm. into, mm-hmm. oh gosh, outfit inspiration because people were asking, well, why aren't you posting pictures of yourself? Which wasn't my idea necessarily in the beginning. But I've done a little, I've done right. more of that. And then inspirational moms. I know I, I think you were my first interview, actually. My first inspirational I mom. I had like, I think I was like a mom for like two yeah. weeks. And you're like, hey, Cherie. I'm like, okay, well, wow, I'm getting pressed yeah. for being a mom now. This is fun. Okay. But, you know, I love hearing about other mom stories. And I think other moms do too. And what sure. you're doing with your life now that you have kids and how are you navigating things and and as you go through every stage, you have different questions and different things you're dealing with. But um, I like the idea of interviewing moms that were still um, doing things with their life beyond just their kids and, and talking about it. Or maybe um, right. they were doing philanthropic activities um, and very yep. active in that. So I love being able to give them that attention as well for whatever effort they were mm-hmm. involved with. Um so right. that's a big part of it. And then also I've got now travel and some food and, and things like that. So okay. it's a little bit okay. about what I'm going through and what I want to post about. And I've pulled in other experts on and off. I do a lot okay. more beauty than I used to, I think, as, as my okay. interest in, you know, anti-aging products has grown, you know, things like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So. Well, absolutely. And and I think that um, it's it can be... So would you equate yourself to being a blogger? I mean, is that is that term still relevant or a social media influencer or a little bit of both? You know, maybe a little bit of both. I, I think of myself more okay. as a writer. Um, and so maybe a okay. blogger than more of an influencer okay. because I am not necessarily right. looking to have brands pay me to advertise and promote their things. And I would okay. if it was something that I really liked and believed in. But the big thing now with influencers is, oh, well, they're going to pay me to do that. So, of course, I'll promote it. And I, I don't really like how it's become an, such a big advertising venue. It's lost its authenticity. Um, yep. But I understand it. Very true. I understand it because yeah. it's part of how you turn it into a business and monetize it. Um, I think you need to be careful, mm-hmm. though, because I think in this industry, one of the big things I think is so important is to stay authentic and real. And when you yes. lose that, I think you uh-huh. start to lose your audience, too. Yep. 
Well, and you know, speaking of social media, I mean, that's a big, big proponent in our industry. Um, you know, we go through and let's say we sign Mary and she's, you know, 20 years old and she's had this, you know, you know, half of her life has been captured on Instagram and it's been of she and her friends and this and that. And as she evolves and let's say we sign Mary and then we want to go back through and we want to like curate what does that Instagram look like today as like now Mary the model, right. right? And so going back through and it's not of she and her friends, you know, drinking beers, uh, like, you know, at some like college party or this or that, there can be little snippets of some of that. But, you know, as you're saying with people who are wanting to monetize um, through Instagram, social media, you have to be authentic and you also have to know who your audience is. Yes. And I think that that's, you know, really important um, today because, uh, you know, our kids, um, they're they're growing up on this. Right. They're seeing all of that. And, um, you know, how many likes or did who commented or what are they saying or this or that? And, it, you know, those things... Um, it, it's a way to mess with people's minds for sure. I mean, all right. of us, you know, and it's like, oh, who is, who's reaching out? But it's also, um, you know, knowing your audience. And, and we've seen that through um, the agency here and, and people, they talk, they, they want, they, what they want to see and what they, you know, what they resonate with. And I think that's really great advice, you know, of, of really being authentic um, and not just putting things out there. I mean, of course we have companies who call and say, Hey, we want model Mary to, you know, we're going to pay her X amount of dollars and we want her to take some photos in these clothes and blah, blah, blah. And there's a part of that that's of our business um, that, you know, the models have to be careful of too, right. because they have to make sure that the brand that they're aligning with um, is something that's in, in line with who they are as a person, right. you know? Right. So if it's like, if you don't, um, if you're not for something, you know, with, that isn't, that's made with, you know, some sort of animal byproduct or something right. like that, and that isn't who you're resonating with as a person, um, that says a lot yeah. because then it's like, oh, of course she's just taking the paycheck, you know? So right. People are watching that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, and they so. are more than ever. Because before models, you know, when you don't involve social media, models are just literally the face, you know, for that particular ad and that particular product. And they may or may not even notice, you know, who it is, right? Wearing those clothes. Mm -hmm. But when you, you put, yeah. like you say, you put it on the Instagram, and that's their Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, you better, yeah, you, you represent that product now. And it, it's a whole different level right. of representation. So, and you mm -hmm. coaching them is so important because, you know, kids put all kinds of things up there that they probably shouldn't, that aren't necessarily professional. Absolutely. And it's going to impact them in the long term as they get a little bit older and want to get jobs in the modeling world and so on. Sure. Um, well, and, and they, they don't, you know, today, I mean, and this has been for several years now, but on our website, you know, Model Mary is listed on our website and then there's a link that you can go directly to her Instagram. And so that is how like readily available seeing inside right. their life is. So like they're not only on like our platform on our website, but then, you know, people can click on that and 
client ABC is like, oh, well, I know all these things about Mary now, right. you know? So it's, I think it's even more important when you're thinking about branding. Yes. And some people choose on the Instagram um, world to have a personal page and they have, you know, maybe a, a business slash model. I think page, that's really you know? smart. Um, that's, that's smart to do that. Yeah. And that helps to, you know, if you, you want to have something like that, but there's one that's dedicated to your brand. And so many people talk about, you know, branding and what that is today, but, um, social media, love it or hate it is not going no. away. I know what's, soon, right? what's Angela? the next app? I want to know. <laughs> I'm like, no. Gosh. So we can get ahead of the curve, right? So oh. exactly. Very much so. Um, so what, if you could give, you know, some style tips for the rest of the year, um, whether you're at home, you know, pseudo working or you're homeschooling your kids or you're kind of, you know, hybrid scheduling in your office, um, what, what would that be? And, and would that be obviously, you know, pertaining to staying within, you know, certainly people's budgets today? Um, would there be some of those key pieces that you would invest in that would kind of carry us through the rest of the year? Um, well, I think most of us already probably have a decent athleisure wardrobe. Um, so I think mm-hmm. some of the things that you could add to that if you don't have them are a couple of really nice jackets or blazers that you could throw on over your athleisure and immediately be ready for a call with a client online Mm -hmm. Um, or some Mm -hmm. great statement earrings or statement necklaces are nice things to have on hand or a nice scarf. So think about waist up dressing. That's really what it's about. Okay. Um, And comfort. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to be comfortable. Comfort. My favorite thing. (laughs) Honestly, at home, I've got two dogs. I've got a kid. I mean, Yep. I, I, I'm not going to be running around in clothes that I'd normally wear if I were out seeing clients or meeting with people or going to events. I'm just not. Um, I have a dress on actually today that's a jersey dress, and it is so comfortable. I could wear it all day. And it's one of those ones that does right. not stretch out. It doesn't lose its shape. That's a great piece. Right. Um, I mentioned I just did a segment on Arizona Midday. So I have a actually a story up on my blog right now with some ideas for how to dress from the waist up and things to buy. <laughs> so the timing is I excellent. On this, <laughs> it really is. I saw a guy and you, yesterday and he was coming out. I was just driving by. He was coming out of like a Kinko's FedEx and he had on a tie, his shirt untucked and he had on a jacket and then he had on like running shorts oh, funny. with it, you know? And I thought, what is this guy doing in there? <laughs> like, I'm wondering, like, is he getting his passport picture? Is he doing a Zoom call in there? What is yeah. he doing? And then, you know, he's taking it all off as he's walking to his car. And I was like, well, that was interesting. But, you know, it's it's a sign, a sign of the times today, you know? And if I'm, you know, chatting with somebody online or doing something and I come downstairs and, and my girls are like, oh, mom, you got, you look so yeah. nice that I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I must look really scary the rest of the time, you know, but uh, it's, uh, and I do feel like, you know, speaking of like dressing, if I, I do feel better when I do dress, yes. not necessarily up, but dress for the day, right? And um, it's kind of been interesting because at my daughter's school, they wear uniforms. And so they are having, they're online 100% right now, but they have to get dressed. For I the think day. that's so and smart. They have to put on their uniform. I, you know, and at first I was like, yeah. oh, 
great. Now I've got to go out and I've got to get the new updated, you know, she had grown over the summer. So I'm like, we've got to get new updated uniforms and this is so annoying and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, honey, and now like, it's like, go get dressed for school. And like, there she goes. And it's like, she's putting on, you know, her quote uniform. She's going to school. She's going to her task. And I feel like there's so um, much of that that's a part of starting your day. And we say that, you know, to the models, certainly like you've got your, you know, your casting uniform. Yeah. Basically like an approved outfit that we want you to wear. And so that's what you wear. Right. No, if you, I, I feel like if I, so I've been working at home for the last 15 years now and I feel if I do not get up and get ready, I maybe don't do full makeup, but if I don't get up and fix my hair and put on some other clothes beyond my robe or pajamas and fix myself up a little bit and brush my teeth after I, you know, that, that sort of thing and get ready. Um, if I don't do that, I'm not as productive. I'm just not. I'm right. more tired. I don't get mm-hmm. as much done. I'm not motivated. I find taking a shower, right. even if I'm putting a little dry shampoo mm-hmm. in my hair or something, taking a shower uh-huh. helps wake me up and get me going in the morning. Sure. Absolutely. And I think that that kind of ties into kind of how I, I like to generally leave my the podcast. But it's, you know, the podcast, is, you know, it's called Camera Ready. And my intent in, in doing this was uh, certainly for people in our industry, people who are looking to get into our industry, um, but also kind of in life and like what that means to show up to life camera ready, to show up to your day camera ready. Not meaning that you have to look like a model every day, not meaning that you have to be, you know, fabulous in every essence, but like, you know, what, what does that mean to you? I mean, you know, even in life, um, well, you could kind of, you know, I, I've done a lot of TV and so on over the years. And so I've done different media trainings and somebody once told me that you should always be camera ready at any point in time. And I found that to be so true because I know one time I was at the mall shopping after Christmas and I wasn't dressed up, but I was dressed, not in sweats. I was dressed nice, you know, and I got interviewed by the TV station just randomly. They're like, hey, what are you shopping for after Christmas? So it was a great example of why you always want to be camera ready. But I would say if you're embarrassed to answer the door with how you look or get on a Zoom call, you're not camera ready right now. You're either waiting for your package or you're working online, yeah, right? right? And you're waiting for your next yeah. Zoom call, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, and I think that that's, that's important and in life and, and, you know, all of us going through all of these, um, you know, very difficult and challenging times, uh, whether personally, professionally, kind of all of it above. And I think that, you know, for me, it's kind of like, let's start every day with the best intent and, you know, hope that we are going to... Um, have a have a great day, you know, and I think that that's 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 important today more than ever. I agree. So. I agree. We want to stay positive, <laughs> and there are opportunities yes. in everything, even in during a pandemic. It's like you need to pivot, look around you, think what can I do to make this a productive use of my time? What can I do to further my business? Maybe I'm not out meeting people, um, but maybe there's something yep. I could be learning. We uh, we should always be learning and thinking ahead and thinking out of the box. Yes. Thank you, dear friend. Thank you. This was so fun. It's great to see you. I'm so happy you joined us. Yes, absolutely. And um, thank you all for listening. And we look forward to having you all join us next time. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.